All right, turn with me, please, in your Bibles to the book of Matthew, chapter 12. The book of Matthew, chapter 12, verse 30. The book of Matthew, chapter 12, verse 30. I read, this is Jesus speaking. He said, he that is not with me is against me, and he that gathereth not with me scattereth abroad. He that is not with me is against me, and he that gathereth not with me scattereth abroad. And we are blessed by the reading of God's word. All right, I'm continuing the series we've been looking at titled 25 signs of those who gather 25 signs of those who gather and this is part 6 of the message 25 signs of those who gather we've been saying that God's desire for the church is to become the most powerful force on the surface of the earth. God wants all our churches to become a place of great gathering, a place where multitudes are gathering, a place where lives are being changed, a place where lives are being transformed, a place where the glory of God is revealed on a daily basis. So therefore, it is vital and important for us to prepare ourselves in relation to what God is about to do in the coming weeks, in the coming months, and in the coming years. We said that for this gathering to be possible, there were five forces we have to engage. Five forces we have to engage. And what was the first force we looked at? The force of vision. The force of vision. And what was the second force that we looked at? The force of one language. The force of one language. And what was the third force? The force of unity. The force of unity. What was the fourth force? The force of sacrifice. And what was the fifth force? The force of wisdom. And so now we're going to, after we've looked at all those five forces, now we're going to dig deeper to look into the 25 signs of those who gather. The 25 signs of those who gather. I want you to understand that in every church, there are two groups of people. In every church, there are two groups of people. Those who scatter and those who gather. Those who scatter and those who gather. So we want to look at the signs of those who gather. You can't say, I'm on the, in the middle. You are either a gatherer or a scatterer. So after we look at these signs, they will tell you whether you are part of those who gather or you are among those who are scattering people from the church or from your department or wherever you, we place you. If we send you to a church, are you a pastor who is scattering the members there? Or you are gathering. Amen? So, 
Let's look into the mirror of the word, shall we? The first sign of those who gather, before we go into the first sign, turn with me please in your Bible to the book of Matthew chapter 13, verse 24 to 30. We're going to pick up all the 25 signs from there. Matthew chapter 13 from verse 24 to 30. This, this message is going to turn your life upside down. I'm so excited. I couldn't sleep last night. I was just digging into it. I could see myself there. I don't know about you, but it's going to change your life. All right. Matthew chapter 13 from verse 24. This is Jesus speaking. The Bible says that another parable put he forth unto them, saying, The kingdom of heaven is likened unto a man which soweth good seed in his field. But while men slept, his enemy came and sowed tars among the wheat and went his way. But when the blade was sprung up and brought forth fruit, then appeared the task also. So the servants of the household came and said unto him, Say, didst not thou sow good seed in thy field? From whence then hast it task? He said unto them, An enemy has done this. The servant said unto him, Will thou then have, will thou then that we go and gather them up? But he said, Nay, lest while ye gather up the tares, ye root up also the wheat with them. Let both grow together until the harvest. In the time of harvest, I will say to the reapers, Gather ye first the tares. And bind them in bundles to burn them. But gather the wheat into my barn. And we are blessed by the reading of God's word. This is a very powerful parable. Jesus in his ministry most of the times spoke many parables to people and to his disciples. But when Jesus was speaking this parable, as a matter of fact, the book of Matthew chapter 13 is full of parables. Most of Jesus' parables are in the book of Matthew chapter 13. And so, as he was speaking and, and, and saying different parables, all of a sudden, he started talking about this particular parable. Then Jesus said, another parable he spake, and said unto them, the kingdom of heaven is likened unto a man. Now, now he started talking about the kingdom of heaven. And then he said it's likened unto a man. So the first sign of those who gather. The first sign is they have a kingdom mindset. Write this down. They have a kingdom mindset. They have a what? A kingdom mindset. That 
can be found in Matthew chapter 13, verse 24, where Jesus said, another parable put he forth unto them, saying, the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of heaven. So that means that the kingdom has a mindset. I want to bring to your attention five things quickly about a kingdom. Every kingdom has a king. Every kingdom has a king. Number two, every kingdom has a domain. Every kingdom has a domain. Number three, every kingdom has citizens. Every kingdom has citizens. Number four, every kingdom has culture. Every kingdom has a culture. And number five, every kingdom has a mindset. Every kingdom has a mindset. So five things about a kingdom that you must understand is number one, every kingdom has a king. And in our kingdom, who is our king? God is our king. Jesus is our king. It's the same thing. God is our king. And every kingdom has a domain. Domain. The domain of our king is Christendom. It's Christendom. It's Christianity. And every kingdom has citizens. And who are the citizens? We are the citizens of heaven. I hope you know that. That we are only um, uh, sojournings on this earth. We are only passing by. This earth is not our home. Heaven is our home. Amen. And, and, and the fourth one is every kingdom has a culture. The culture is the way of behavior of the people. Are you following me? The culture is the way of behavior. Is the way we behave. Is the way we do things. Our culture as Christians is love. We love one another. That's our culture. That's the way we behave. Our culture is, uh, Jesus said, if someone slaps you on the left cheek, turn the right. That's our culture. But in the world culture, if someone slaps you on the, on the cheek, what will you do? You punch them. You punch them. You punch them somewhere heavy. So, we have a culture in this kingdom. And then the faith thing is every kingdom has a mindset. That's where we are going. I don't want to dwell on the first four. I want to dwell on the fifth one, which is so important. The mindset. Every kingdom has a mindset. Your mind is the most important part of your body. Your mind is the most important part of your body. Please, can we help the baby? I don't want my thoughts distracted, please. If we can help the baby or get the child to their children's service. Amen? Your mind is the most important part of where? your body. Now, the reason why your mind is important, amen, praise God, let's focus on the word, something strong is coming, so let's, let's be focused, 
your mind is so important because your mind is the software. It's your programming software. The way you behave, the way you act, all comes from your mind. Let me say that again. The way you behave, the way you talk, the way you act, all comes from where? Your mind. So, if your mind is wrong, everything will be wrong. Did you get that? If your mind is wrong, the way you see things will be wrong. Even the way you perceive people comes from your mind. You profile people in your mind before you relate to them. So your mind is so important. Now remember that as a citizen of the kingdom, if you don't have a mind of the kingdom, you will not receive the fullness of the benefits of the kingdom. Did you get that? That's why, let, let's use um, England as an example. For those of you who were not born here, who have become, who have naturalized and become British citizens, you have to go through a course, life in the UK course, and then I think there's another, another and then write an exams, and then there's another one called uh, knowledge of the English language. And then you go and sit down before someone and they'll test whether you can speak English and ask questions and understand English. As simple as that, you pay a lot of money and then so on and so forth. And then the person will mark you at the end of the day and say, okay, you've passed. Now, what they are trying to do is, is try to reprogram your mind to change the way you, th you used to think from where you were. To now think the way the kingdom thinks. Because this kingdom thinks differently. Now why is it that you see certain groups of people from certain country and you easily you label them. You label them and say, these people behave this way. I know it's not a good way of us labeling people but we label people, say, these people are aggressive. These people are violent. Why? Because it's the mindset of their kingdom. That's how they've been programmed. Follow me, this is so important. So that means you can be a Christian and still have the mindset of Egypt the old mindset and you are a Christian but your mindset is not changed and so long as your mind is not transformed you are a Christian but you will not experience the fullness of the benefits of the kingdom. I've seen British citizens who sleep on the road nowhere to sleep. They have British passport and they are sleeping rough. I've seen British citizens who fly business class, first class. They have private jets. They have big businesses. They have big houses. Two people in the same kingdom, but two different mindsets. What's the difference between the one sleeping rough and the one who is so rich and blessed? 
mindset. So you can be a Christian in the same kingdom but sleeping rough and another Christian in the same kingdom scaling heights, doing wonders, doing great things for God. Doesn't God love both of them? He does. The love of God is the same towards all of them but the mindset is different. And now, for you to have this kingdom mindset, you have to reprogram yourself. You have to reprogram yourself. There are eight, I call them the eight pillars of thinking. Eight pillars of thinking. Eight pillars within which every Christian is allowed to think within. You are not permitted to think outside of that eighth. Eight. Only eight. But that eight covers everything. Let me show you the eight. And then we move. Philippians chapter two. Sorry, Philippians chapter four, verse eight. Our mindset is everything. If your mindset is wrong, you see everything wrong. If your mindset is wrong, you, you, everything about God for you will be wrong. Have you noticed that people who have bad fathers, when they come to God, they think God is a bad God. Because their mindset hasn't been renewed. They think that because my father was a homeless father, they even find it difficult to relate to God as their father. Philippians chapter 4 verse 8, I read, it says, finally brethren, finally brethren, if there be anything you want to think on, think on these things. Number one, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, Whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, whatsoever things are there be of any virtue, whatsoever things be of any praise, think on these things. Think on these things. So our mindset has these eight pillars. Number one, we think on whatsoever is true. The kingdom mindset thinks on only whatsoever is true, not whatsoever is false. Number two, we think on whatsoever is honest. Our mind is set on honest things. If your mind is honest, your personality will be honest. Number three, whatsoever things are just, just. Your thoughts are just. Number four, whatsoever things are pure, your thoughts are what? Pure. You're not in the church and have an unclean thought. Your thoughts are pure. You're not sitting by a brother and sister and have an evil thought about them. Whatsoever things are Pure. Your mind is pure. Now, let me say this. 
You can't stop birds from flying over your head, but you can prevent them from laying a nest on top of your head. So in saying that these are the pillars or the eight thought patterns we must have, it doesn't mean evil thoughts will not come in your mind. They will come. But the evil thought is a bird. It's flying over your head. But don't allow it to lay a nest in your mind. Now, evil becomes your mindset. Number five, whatsoever things are lovely. 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 (laughs) Number six, whatsoever things are of good report. Good report. Do you know there are some people, they are full of evil report. When they call you, you know evil report is coming. Evil report is calling. Every phone call you get, the evil reporter is coming to report everything evil. Nothing good comes out of their mouth. It's not their mouth, it's their mind. The Bible says that your mind and your mouth must be one. So when good thoughts are in your mind, it must proceed out of your mouth. Jesus said, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth shall speak. Number seven, whatsoever things are of any virtue, virtue, things that are virtuous, virtuous. Number eight, it says, whatsoever things are of praise, think on these things. That's forming the right mindset now. Think on these things. That doesn't mean that there are other things, but don't think on those ones. Think on these ones. So if we are going to be great in the kingdom, we have to change our mindset. These are the eight patterns of mindset we have to form. And this covers everything. It covers everything. And some of us need to live here today and start practicing. As a matter of you need to write it and put it in front of your fridge. Or your doorpost. Start thinking whatsoever things are of good report. Praise. Virtue. Lovely. Honest, just. Don't allow the bed to lay a nest on top of your head. Every battle you'll ever fight in the kingdom begins from your mind. Begins from the mind. So Colossians chapter 3 verse 2 says that set your mind on things above. You set it. You set it. You have that mindset that is set on these things. Don't be a husband sleeping by your wife and you have an evil thought. Evil mind. You're sleeping there and you have an evil mind. Wicked mind. You're in the church and you have an evil mind. When is the pastor's wife going to vacate the chair so I can take over. The devil is a liar. The pastor's wife is going nowhere. It's for life. 
evil, evil, evil. You will be shocked what I tell you. I used to be a, a radio presenter and I, I used to broadcast from four in the morning to six in the morning. Preaching the gospel, encouraging people. One day a lady called me online, live on the radio and said, your voice is sexy. As the devil, I'm preaching the gospel. And she said, your voice is sexy. So don't think, the devil also comes to church, you know. You'll be shocked what people think in the church. The pastor is preaching and all you can see is you are seeing him in bed with you. The devil is a liar. Say, oh, 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 the devil, you are the devil. You are the devil. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. You'll be shocked and all of us will be judged by our thoughts. Jesus said, if you look at a woman lustfully, you have committed the act already. So, on that day, we will be shocked. Those who will make it to heaven. We will be shocked, you know. We will be really shocked. We will be really shocked. Some choir directors, when they are directing the choir, they are looking at a particular lady. After the service, see me. After the service, see me. After... We'll be really sure. He's standing there doing all those theatrics and you think he's directing the choir. All he's doing is pointing to the ladies in the choir. After you finish, see me at the back. When he does this, nine o'clock, nine o'clock, nine o'clock. So those of you in the choir, be careful with that. Oh, Jesus. Let's, let's run. Let's run with this. Lord have mercy. So Jesus said we'll be judged by our mind, not by our actions. We are judged by our mind, not by our actions. That's why your mind is so crucial. You don't permit anything that is foreign inside your mind. Anything foreign outside of these patterns of thought must not be allowed inside your mind. So you set your mind on things above, not on things on earth. The question is, how do I renew my mind? How do I change my mind from the worldly concept, from the worldly thinking, to the kingdom mindset? Now remember, when we say mindset, it means your mind is set. It's set on something. And woe unto you when you have people around you whose mind are set on the wrong thing. Their minds are set on the wrong thing. Woe unto you. Nothing moves them. Their mind is set. And that one is a stronghold. It's a stronghold. So how do I change my mind from the old into the new? Romans chapter 12 verse 1 and 2. It says, I beseech you, brethren, therefore, by the message of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may be able to prove that which is good and acceptable and the perfect will of God. 
So look at that scripture carefully, verse 2. It says, do not be conformed to this world. To be conformed to this world means to think like this world thinks. To act like the world acts. Now, this water has taken the form of the cup. The suit I'm wearing has taken the form of my body. But the Bible says, don't be conformed to this world. Are we in this world? We are in this world. So now, is, is it not a very difficult instruction to tell the water not to take the form of the cup? It's a difficult instruction. It said, you are in this world, but you are not of this world. So don't be conformed to this cup or the world. But it says, be ye transformed. Be transformed means be metamorphosed. Be transformed means be changed. It has to be complete. You used to think 360 degrees. Now you have to think 180 degrees. Turn back and go the other way. That's why Jesus' first words when he appeared is that repent. Repent means change your ways. Renew your mind. So it says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So the only way your mind can be transformed is through renewal. God will not take your mind away, but your mind can be renewed. So how do you renew your mind? By the word of God. By the word. The word of God is like soap. That you apply to the sponge and apply it on your body. That's the only way you become clean from every death. So the word of God is what you use to reprogram the software. You use the word to reprogram the software. To reprogram the software, which is your mind. To rechange the way the mind thinks. Now, so... When you reprogram the mind, the birds will come flying on top of your head, but you take control over it. The thoughts will come. The thoughts will come. How many of you have ever stood on top of a penthouse and ever felt like jumping before? The thought has just come to your mind. Just jump. Yeah. Why don't you just jump? Jump and see. Or you are on the road and cars are coming Then the thought says, put your, put your leg there and see. <laughs> yeah, but you see, those thoughts come, but what happened? You don't yield to the thought. You, 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 you take hold of that thought and reject it. Same way. That's how you reprogram your mind. Now, because now all of us were in the world. We used to do things of the world. And if you used to do things of the world, when you come into Christ, that temptation will still be there. It will still be there because it doesn't go anytime. For instance, if you used to be a nightclub, I used to go to the nightclub, and you pass by any nightclub, now you're born again, you pass by any nightclub, there is that temptation. Now, why don't you go in and see? 
go in and see. But now you have a new mindset, so you resist that old thought of going and see. Very crucial. Because if your mind is not changed, nothing about you will change. You'll be a Christian 40 years and you'll be the same Christian, baby Christian, thinking the same bad thoughts, carnal thoughts, entertaining them, and you will never change. So your thought is so important. And please remember, God doesn't judge our actions. God judges our thoughts. That's why he said, before you think, I will answer. So sometimes even prayer, it's not by the time you open your mouth. By the time you think it, it's answered. That's the realm God wants to bring you. By the time you think it, it's answered. He said, before you open your mouth, I've already answered. So that means your thought is more powerful than your mouth. That's why Genesis chapter 11, the Bible says, whatsoever these people have imagined to do, one language, whatsoever they have imagined to do, not even me can stop them. Imagination has to do with your thought. So you have so much power at your disposal. If you can change the way you think, if you can renew your mind, you become a dominator on the surface of the earth. So you must develop a kingdom mindset. Jesus developed that mindset. The Bible says that in the book of Philippians chapter 2 from verse 4 it says that even though Jesus was God he counted it not to robbery to be equal with God but he took upon himself. That's a thought. He took upon himself to be a slave and he died on the cross and after that he was given a name that is above every name. So your thoughts are important. Let me, let, me, let, me, let me tell you something about a research that was done by a group of scientists a few years ago. And the, the research was simply this. They picked a monkey and put the monkey in a cage. And then they gave the monkey a banana. Obviously, banana is the monkey's favorite food. They gave the monkey a banana. He enjoyed it, ate it. And so they put the banana outside the cage. And so the next time they put a banana there and they put also like a water cannon to spray water, very cold water on the monkey. So what they did was when they put the monkey in the cage and they put the banana outside, once the monkey stretched forth its hand, to take the banana, what they did was sprayed water on the monkey. So when they spray the water on it, it goes back. It doesn't take the banana. Every time it tries to take the monkey, they spray cold water on it and it goes back. So the time came that this monkey has now been programmed to think that every time I try to reach for the banana, cold water will be sprayed on me. Follow me carefully. What are they doing? 
their programming, his thinking pattern. Then they put another monkey in there, in the cage, two monkeys. There was an old monkey before, and then a new one came. When the new monkey showed up, they put a banana out there, and when the new monkey is going to pick the banana, this old monkey pulls him back. Now there is no spraying of water. Every time this new monkey reaches to go for the banana, the old monkey pulls the new monkey back. They put in another monkey, and then they put the banana out there, and every time the new monkey tries to reach the banana, these two other monkeys will pull the new one back. No water is being sprayed. Now, what's happened? There's no water that's been sprayed on him. The second one didn't experience water sprayed. The third one didn't experience water sprayed. It was only the first one who experienced water being sprayed on him. But because his mind has been programmed, he thinks that every time I reach for the banana, I'm going to get baptized. And so as a result of that, his mind was shaped. His mind is now shaped and reprogrammed. So now all the other monkeys that came were also programmed by this old monkey. And so every new monkey that comes into the cage, my friend, if you try to get this banana, you get cold water. But they were not getting cold water. I said all that to say this. Most of us travel to foreign countries. Don't get me wrong. I want to change. I know when you're touching issues of mindset, it's a culture. And if you're not careful, you're touching someone's sore wounds. If you're not careful with the warm water, they'll kill you. So don't kill me now. I'm only a messenger. I've been sent to help you. Don't shoot the messenger. Talk to the one who sent me. Amen? Get this, because this will change our church. Our mindset will change us as a church. This is so important. Because I've been asking God, what's happening? Why are people not getting blessed? Why are our churches not increasing? And he said the program... The problem is in the programming software, the mindset. Now, most of us who came to this country first, let's assume I came to this country first. Wherever country I'm from, I came. And then all I could do in the country is cleaning. Right? Cleaning job. Get six pounds an hour when I convert it into my my country's money is a lot of money. Wow, six pounds just to clean. Whew, it's a lot of money. I'm thinking about the economy that I left. So, if another friend or another brother joins me here, remember, I'm the first monkey in the cage. So, when a new monkey comes, I say, oh, here, you can't, you can't work as a bank manager. You can't do anything great. So cleaning. So, I introduce him to what? Cleaning. A third monkey comes. Forgive me for just using this analogy. That's why I'm using myself. So you don't go and say, Pastor, use me as an alert. I said, I said I'm a monkey. <laughs> 
So a third, a third monkey comes and I say, hey, my friend here, yeah, we can only, we do cleaning. So I can have a British passport. All I say is, yeah, oh, only cleaning, you know. You know, we wake up 4 a.m., we clean all the offices, and then the big bosses go and, and sit down and make a lot of money. What am I doing? My mindset has been programmed. So I, all I can think about is cleaning. So what happens when we come here, there is someone who has said, as for United Kingdom, churches don't grow. People don't go to church. So your mindset is being programmed. So every time you want to win someone to Christ, the mindset comes. They don't go to church. Don't worry yourself. They don't go to church. Don't worry yourself. What has happened? Someone somewhere has sprayed cold water on you. So you think that anytime I go to reach someone to bring them to Christ, that cold water will be sprayed on me. It's a mindset that needs to be broken, that needs to be changed. It's a mindset. Where I used to come from, I could throw rubbish on the floor. By coming to a, a different environment, I can't even spit on the floor. Mindset. Go to Singapore. I was driving, was it yesterday or two days ago? I saw someone driving a big, nice Mercedes-Benz. Mercedes-Benz. On the motorway, opened his window, threw out, threw out rubbish on the motorway. Driving a 2014 Mercedes-Benz. I looked at that one and I said, this one is driving a Mercedes-Benz, but his mindset is still from the twin, from the 17th century. So it's a mindset thing. Until you change your mind, it will never happen. That's why I don't go by the mindset of people. I said, we are starting churches. That's a different mindset. The old mindset said, here yeah, churches don't grow. But said, our church is not growing. He said, our church is not growing. Our church is expanding. Different mindset because I don't want to listen to the old monkey who was sprayed with water. I'm a different monkey. I'm a different monkey. Whether they are spraying me with cold water or not, I'm going for that church. I'm going for that soul. I'm going for that business. I'm going for that house. It doesn't matter what they do. I'm going. Because I'm different. That's how you must think. You must think different. You must think different. I refuse when the time came. I said no more. I'm not driving any second hand car. I bought a brand new car. People in my area, they started hating me. They said, why should this person be driving a big new car? And guess what? They destroyed my tie three times. And I said, now, if I bought a big car, what is a tie? You destroy my tie, I can buy another one. Somebody said, oh, go to the police. I went, the police, the question, all they asked me, the reason why your tie is being destroyed is because you are the only new car here. <laughs> Mindset. So change your mindset. Stop looking down on yourself. 
Stop thinking that as for you, all you can drive is a second-hand car. Stop thinking that as for you, all you can do is live a broke life. Who told you that? Jesus paid the price for you to be on top and not down there. I refuse to be poor. I refuse for my church to be small. I refuse to have small churches. I want big churches. Churches in every corner. Churches in every village. Churches in every city. That's the kind of mindset we have. So you have to change your mindset. Whether cold water is being sprayed on you or not, get that banana. That banana is yours. Don't listen to what they've, those who have come here ahead of you. I've seen a lot of people in our church who have made a lot of mistakes because of a bad advice from an old monkey. Who told you you can't be a bank manager? Who told you you can't own a bank? Who told you you can't own a house? Who told you you can't drive a new car? Who told you you can't have a big house? Who told you you can't have a big church? Who told you that? Before I got here, I used to look at houses, 150,000. I said, what's 150? It's nothing. It's nothing. Who told you you have to live 25 years before you can pay off one house? Who told you that? It's a mindset. And guess what? When God was taking the children of Israel out of Egypt, he couldn't change their mindset so they could not experience the newness of the promised land. He killed all of them. Your mindset is so important. It's time for us to change our mindset. It's time for us to change our mindset and begin to think like God thinks. Begin to think like God thinks. Begin to know that you are anointed to do greater works. You are anointed to lead. You are anointed. Don't always be an assistant. No, no. You are not called to be an assistant. You've been an assistant for five years. Praise God for that. But a managerial position is now yours. You've got to be the boss of that company. You've got to own that company. You've got to own that thing. That's who you are. You are a new creator. Stop allowing people to look down upon you. You are not second class. You came from God. He made you above and not below. Have the mindset of a winner. The Bible says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. And what mind was in him? A winning mind. You might be sleeping in a small room right now, but think like a big man. I used to sleep on the floor. But when I was sleeping on the floor, I was telling my wife, you know, I, I, I see myself sleeping on a big bed, on the biggest bed in the world. When the time came, I just walked into that bedroom or show house or whatever, and I bought the biggest bed. The biggest bed there, the most expensive bed. I wanted to show the devil, well, you want me to sleep on the floor? I, there was some time I was sleeping on... Um, air bed. You know those beds? When you sleep on it, when you are enjoying the sleep and then the air comes out. <laughs> the devil is a liar. The devil is a liar. The devil is a liar. I said the devil is a liar. I said the devil is a liar. I said the devil is a liar. I don't, have, I don't want to sleep on no air bed. I'm sleeping on when you are enjoying the bed, 
when you enjoy your sleep and then you have to wake up and pump the thing it takes so long God, the devil is a liar I told the devil this one is bad for a moment when the time came I bought a big one the big one the mo- and, and I didn't buy it on credit I bought it cash now, 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 you be there and say, oh, you can't, no, 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 you be there. Praise God for you. Praise God for you. Praise God for you. Now, be there, be there and think like Egypt. I don't want to think like Egypt. I want to think like the kingdom. Kingdom mindset. This is the first sign of the 25 signs of those who gather. If you can have this mindset, I'm telling you, you'll be winning souls every day. You'll be winning souls every day because no one can spray you. Who told you people from here don't go to church? Who told you that? Are we not in church? Are we in church? Come on. Are we in church? Where are we from? Are we not from here? So if we are in church, why can't we go and reach others also? It's time for us to break our boundaries. More churches are coming. More churches. I'm telling you. I see hundreds of thousands of churches coming. Our churches are coming everywhere, every corner. It will become a convenient. This morning I was inviting somebody to church and she said, I'm wearing a pajamas. I want to I wanna have churches where people wearing pajamas can go to. You remember I used to say we'll have convenient churches and people would just wake up from their bedroom and go with their pajamas on. This morning it happened. I couldn't convince the person enough. But that's what's going to happen. They just wake up and go to church. A convenient church. I used to say that a time will come. A time will come in every household. In every household, there will be a member of Solution Center. The other day, we went to visit one of our members in a place. And then some other members of ours in another of our branches said, Hey, hello, Pastor. I said, Oh, so you live here. They all live here. I said, Wow, the prophecy is coming to pass. It's coming to pass. It's coming to pass. Because you see, what you have to understand is the word of God doesn't have to seek your permission to work. Have this mindset. This mindset that is in you. Don't be programmed by the system of Egypt. Don't be programmed by the systems of of this country. And they say to you, oh, before you can have a house, 25 years. You have to have a mortgage. So... You can't even raise your deposit. You're thinking, ah, so when shall I? And they say the average age to get a mortgage now is 42 years. And you are 42. You don't even have a thousand pounds. Something is wrong somewhere. I refuse to be a monkey sprayed with water. I'm not going to, I, I told you, I told you the other day, you know, you know, we just sowed a seed and we're trusting God for houses. I said 10 houses in 10 different countries. All of a sudden, within one week, three showed up. You'll be there and say mortgage. 
You'll be there forever. By the time you hit your 25 years old, I've had more than 30 houses paid for cash. Some of the houses, God said to me, you will not build them. It will be free. You'll live in houses. That's a promise. You live in houses you did not build. So you'll be there and say, keep reasoning God out. We'll love you. Come to church. Keep reasoning God out. And keep staying there and say, as for me, I can't progress in this work. Be there. Be there. Get the messages I've been teaching and listen. That's the only way you renew your mind. The message. Renew your mind. You see the message and you walk past it. You say, pastor is a devil. No. It's not. It's not. Renew your mind. Change the way you think. Change your mindset. Amen. Amen. Change your mindset. The second sign, let's do sign number two and we'll close, is they are good men. They are good men. 25 signs of those who gather. Number one, they have a kingdom mindset. Number two, they are good men or good women. Matthew chapter 13 verse 24. He said, another parable he spake unto them saying, the kingdom of heaven is likened unto a man. And this man is not just any man, but he's a good man. Proverbs 13, 22, the Bible says that a good man leaveth an inheritance for his children's children, and the wealth of the sinner is laid up for the just. Glory be to God. A good man. We must move away from thinking today and thinking to the future. We are not just building a church for us and our children. We are building a church that would outlive us and our children, and our children's children, if Jesus tarries. A time will come where we will look from heaven and still see solution going stronger and stronger. All our branches going stronger. A time will come where all our churches are gathering in the millions. They are gathering in the thousands. All across the nations, gathering. The gathering shall not be unto man, but unto God. I see, I see a time coming where on our weekday service, 10 million are gathering. I see a time coming in our Sunday services, 100 millions are gathering. That's what I see. I don't know what you see, but that's what I see. That's what I see. Seven years ago, I used to preach and say all these things. One of our members who was there seven years ago visited us yesterday. She started saying, Pastor, you used to say this, you know. And when I was saying that, there were only two people, three people. I used to say, I see churches. I see churches. I see churches. That's what I see. I see it. I see it. Don't think I'm crazy. I see it. I see the crowds gathering. I see the millions gathering. Don't look at me like a crazy man. I see it happening. If you don't see it, I see it. And it's my responsibility to tell you and to say what I see. Somebody say, everyone is coming to the UK and, and looking for money. You have come and you are starting a church. What will church give you? I'm not in church because of money. I'm serving God because he's asked me to serve me. And those people are more blessed than they are. More blessed than they are. So blessed. As a matter of fact, they they came to me for loan. To loan them money. 
One of these days, I need to get all of you. We go to their house and say, we need our pastor's money. <laughs> they still haven't paid me yet. Are you following me? You, God says that no one, no one ever commits to serving him. And he never rewards. I don't look like I'm depressed. I don't look like I'm, I'm struggling. Do I look like I'm struggling? Does pastor look like he's struggling? We just bought a big property for our church in South Africa. Huge property. I'm not struggling. We are not struggling. This church, we are blessed. We work in the blessing. The force of God is behind us. The anointing of God is behind us. The power of God is behind us. And when the power of God is behind you, you just do things. You don't struggle. Things that others are struggling to do, you don't, you don't struggle. Do you, think, do you think it just happened? Within, within five months, four churches has begun. Or eight months, five churches in eight months. Or four churches in eight months. This is the anointing we are talking about. This is not the hand of man. This is the hand of God. This is the hand of God. This is the doing of the Lord. And it's marvelous in our eyes. It's the doing of the Lord. And it's marvelous in our eyes. And church, I'm telling you more churches are coming. I said more churches are coming. In every corner, time is coming where people will be looking for us to give us big free building to start our churches. And that time is now. They will be looking for us. They say, this, this place is available. Come and take it and use it for your church. Because we can see that the hand of God is upon you. The glory of God is upon you. I tell you, the hand of God is behind this church. It's a force behind us. It is an invisible force. You can't see it, but you can see the effects. You can't see it, but you can see the effects. Glory be to God. I just came to preach to myself. I don't know about you, but I refuse to, to succumb to the devil. This month, my family and I have gone through so many things, but in the midst of all that, we still, God, will keep preaching your gospel. We'll start churches in every corner. Devil, bring it on. We are starting more churches. If you are attacking me because of the churches, bring it on, devil. More churches are coming. It's such humbling. We started our Bible school. I see our students hungry for the word. Hungry for the word. Students who are hungry for the word. Doing exploits. You will see not long. You will see. You will see them manifesting some great power in all our churches. Great power. Great grace. So we are building this thing. We are here to build. We are not here to scatter. I'm wild against the devil. I don't want no member of my family dying and going to hell. I don't know about you. I don't know about you. So the time for us to reach our family for Christ is now. It's not tomorrow. It's now. It's not tomorrow. It's now. We are not here to play politics in this church. If you want to play politics, I'll show you another church. I'll give you a letter of recommendation to take with you. 
I said, dear pastor friend, this one likes to play politics. I recommend you. We're looking for people who are hungry for God. Here in this church. Don't be casual about the things of God. Be hungry. Be desperate. How hungry are you for God? How hungry are you for God? A good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children. And we have to be good men, good men, good women. Good men wants to see souls saved. See our families saved. Pray for them. Pray for them. Pray for our neighbors that you'll be saved. Whether you like it or not, the time will come. You follow me to church. The Bible says that the time will come. Eight women will hold on to your skirt and say, take us to your God. Seven women will hold on and say, take us to your God. Take us to what's changing your life. It's making a difference in your life. That's what we're here for. Hallelujah. Oh, I said hallelujah. I said hallelujah. It's time for us to build this kingdom. It's time for us to have a kingdom mindset. It's time for us to be good men, good women, good man. The best thing you can ever give to someone is give them Christ. The best gift. That's the best gift. Give them Christ. Give them Jesus. It's time for all of us to become gatherers. Today you need to wake up. That scale on your eyes need to fall off. You need to look in the church and see who hasn't been to church for a week. For two weeks. You need to go knocking on their door. That's what we need to do. You need to go knocking on their door and say, brother, sister, let's go to the house. We don't have time for backsliding. There's no time for backsliding. Jesus is coming soon. Amen. Jesus is coming soon. There's no time for backsliding. Come on, let's go to the house of God. David said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. The time has come for us to do great and mighty things for God. Hallelujah. Did you receive it? Hallelujah. Let's rise up on our feet. I want you to just talk to God. Say, Lord, use me. Change my mind. Ask God to use you. To change your mind. To use you as a good man, a good woman. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you. Through it all, we'll give you praise. Through all, we'll give you all the glory. We will not backslide. We will not relent. We will not give up. We will not surrender. We will build the churches according to your leading, according to your direction. Thank you, Lord, that we are gatherers. We are gatherers. We bring people into your house. The churches are expanding. Our churches are growing. They're expanding on every side. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for more souls coming. More souls coming into the house of God. 
More souls coming into the house of God. We give you praise. We give you praise. Use us, Lord. Use all our churches, Lord. Use all our branches, Lord. May we have a hunger for you, a hunger for souls to reach out to the lost at all times, at all times, at all times. May we be on fire for you, Lord Jesus. May we be on fire for you, Lord Jesus. Take away every dross from our hearts. May we be on fire for you, Jesus. May we be on fire for you, Jesus. We are hungry for more of you in our churches. More of you in our churches. We don't want to sing about the blood. We don't want to sing about your power. We want to see your power. We don't want to sing about souls. We want to see the souls, Lord. We want to see the souls, Lord. We want to see the souls, Lord. Send them unto us, Lord. Send men unto us as flocks. Send men unto us as flocks. Send men unto us as flocks. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Fill all our churches. Fill all our churches. There shall be no more empty chairs. There shall be no more empty chairs in our churches. It shall be full of people. It shall be full of people. Give us a heart for the souls. Give us a heart for the souls. May we be gatherers. May we be gatherers. May we be soul winners throughout the week. May we be soul winners. May we be soul winners throughout the week. May we be soul winners. The devil is a liar. The devil is a liar. We release the anointing of God in all our churches to increase more and more, more and more, mightier and mightier, greater and greater, greater and greater, greater and greater, greater and greater, greater and greater. Oh yes, Lord, more souls, Lord, more churches, Lord, more pastors, Lord, more laborers, Lord, more servants, Lord. In the name of Jesus, our branches over the walls, our branches over the walls, may nothing stop our expansion, may nothing stop our spreading, Lord, spread us across the world, across the world, across the world, send revival to our churches. Bring revival to our churches. Bring revival to our churches. Bring revival, Lord. Bring revival. Bring revival, Lord. Bring revival. Bring revival. We pray for every city. We pray for every nation that we are planted in. The souls will be drawn. Let your light, let your light draw men unto you. 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 Draw men. Cry out, church. Cry out unto the Lord. Cry out unto the Lord. Father, we thank you that our children will serve you. Our sons will serve you. Our daughters will serve you. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. No devil, no devil, no devil will steal our sons. No devil will steal our daughters. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We are a church that is hungry for you. We are hungry for the new. 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 We are hungry for new things, Lord.
thing in our lives. Do a new thing in our lives. Do a new thing, Jesus. Do a new thing, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We thank you. We come against the spirit of lukewarmness. We cast it out, out of all our churches. We decree that heaven will invade our churches. Heaven will invade our churches. Heaven will invade our churches. We decree access, access, direction. We are an attracted church. We speak the spirit of attraction upon all our churches. The spirit of attraction upon all our churches. That men will choose our churches. Men will choose our churches. The spirit of attraction, let it come upon solution. That men and women will choose our churches. They will choose to go to our church. They will choose to go to our church. They will choose to go to our churches. We thank you, Lord, for what you are doing. We thank you, Lord, for what you are doing. We thank you, Lord, for what you are doing. We thank you, Lord, for what you are doing. Give us, Lord, give us more churches. Give us more souls. Give us more hundreds of millions. Millions of souls. Billions of souls. Hundred million. Hundred million. Hundreds of millions. Give them, Lord, unto us. We thank you from across the nations. We give you praise. We give you praise. Father, in the name of Jesus. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for the souls. Thank you for the churches. Thank you for the pastors. Thank you that our church has now received the spirit of attraction. That men will find us access into heaven. Access into the hearts of men and women. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Let's give God some praise. I sense a strong anointing in this place. It's a strong anointing in this place. It's a strong anointing. And our lives will never be the same again. What I sense, I've never sensed this before, but there's a strong anointing.
there's a unique anointing that is coming upon us. It's the anointing of attraction. It's the anointing of attraction. The anointing of attraction. The anointing of attraction. And we will be chosen over and above others. Even at your workplaces, the anointing of attraction is coming upon you. You'll be chosen. You'll become the head and not the tail. All our churches will become the head and not the tail. The anointing of attraction has just been released from heaven over us. Receive it now. 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 Receive that anointing of attraction. Your business will be chosen. Your business will be chosen over and above other businesses. Receive that anointing of attraction. You will be chosen among many women. You will be chosen among many men. Receive that spirit of attraction. Your children will be chosen to lead. Receive that spirit of attraction. Receive it. Receive it. Lord, we receive it. We receive it. We receive it. We receive it. We thank you for your goodness of our lives. All the businessmen, businesswomen come forward. All the businessmen, businesswomen come forward. Come forward. Lift up your hands towards heaven. The spirit of attraction is coming upon you. The spirit of attraction is coming upon you. Your businesses will be chosen over and above other businesses. This month, your profit will be a thousand times more. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you. Your word says that the diligent hand shall rule. Therefore, we thank you that these businesses in this church and in all our churches, we use these men and women as a point of contact. We thank you. In Jesus' name. Do we have an anointing oil? Your businesses will flourish. It will flourish. That business that has been struggling will no longer struggle. It's been lifted up. That company will flourish. It will flourish. It will flourish. Receive it. Agree with me. Agree with me. That business will flourish. Your income will increase. Agree with me, church. I see your businesses expanding internationally. Into other nations. Into other areas we've never thought of. I see it happening. I see men and women giving you favor. 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 In the name of Jesus. Father, we separate this anointing. 
that us anoint the hands of these men and business women, their businesses from today will begin to flourish. Where other businesses are going down, their businesses will go up. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Come and shake my hands. Your business is flourishing. Your business is flourishing. Your business is flourishing. You can see that after you shake my hands, your business is flourishing. Your business is flourishing. Your business is flourishing. It shall only flourish. It shall not go down. It shall flourish. Your businesses are flourishing. They 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 are flourishing. In the name of Jesus. Father, we decree that businesses in this church will not go down. Businesses in all our churches will not go down. It will only go up. In Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. God bless you. God bless you. Let's please be seated. We'll take the announcements.